Good morning, good morning, good morning. What a busy Tuesday or Monday. Leave it to a Monday to throw us off on time. I know our, our timing is all off, but we are here. It is Amy Ryan in Studio 1A, joined by Miss Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in Deland. It is time that we turn our attention and focus on all things elder law. We do it each and every Monday at this time. A little earlier, but we're going to go with it. We've got lots to talk about today. I feel like it's it's been quite a while, and Happy New Year to you, Miss Sherry. It's good to see you. It's It's been a little while. You guys are all feeling better now. It has. So happy to be back in the studio and have some kind of normalcy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very, very nice, and, and looking forward to all the great things that 2021 will bring. That's for sure. That's for sure. New year, new challenges, new opportunities. That's absolutely right. It's also you know, a time when a lot of folks are, are kind of evaluating. And and I think more than ever, probably now, they want to make sure that their affairs are in order. It's important. And we talk a lot about, um, gosh, overseeing this and overseeing that. When it comes to a trustee, if I were a trustee for somebody, what does that designate me to do? What can I do? What can't I do? And, and what are my responsibilities there? Well, I mean, that's a question I've been getting a lot of recently, especially as people are looking to, uh, you know, utilizing trusts as part of their estate plan. And, um, you know, and the question is, uh, what, if I'm a trustee, what is my job? What is my responsibilities? And I have clients ask that also so they can tell their family member, whomever it is they're going to ask to serve as trustee. And a trustee is a fiduciary. A trustee is a person designated under a document, typically, um, to do certain things. And, um, and when you, the question is, what can the trustee do? There's two places to look. One is the document itself. It says, trustee, these are your directions. I want you to do things this way. Okay. And then the second place is Florida statutes, which um, contain requirements that sometimes override what the trust says and sometimes don't. What the important thing is to know as, about, as far as about being a trustee is, is that it's a job. It is not a, uh, a, a, um, a figurehead. It is not a, uh, something you can you know, proverbially put on your resume and not pay any attention to. It is a job. You have responsibilities. Um, in most cases, a trustee is responsible for the administration of assets. Those assets might be real estate. You know, like rental real estate or something like that. More commonly, it's it's cash assets in a bank or investments. And so, a trustee has a responsibility for somebody else. So they're not taking care of their own money; they're taking care of somebody else's money to make sure that assets are invested properly, um, based upon what the specific needs of the circumstance are. And I always desire. Um, qualify, you know, you know, how, how, what, what is my responsibility to take care of these funds is, is that your job is to take not just the same care of the money as you would with your own money. It's better than that. You got to even more attention to it. Um, because quite honestly, if you, if you mess up and, and we'll talk about that in a second, you could be sued. You could be, you could be personally liable for some of these assets. So that's one thing to look at as a trustee is the recognition that um, if you mess up, and, and it's not just, you know, it's, it's, it's big mess up, but you could possibly be held accountable to the beneficiaries of the trust to restore 
that you know restore those assets if they get lost or if they um, are depleted in value. That's a lot of responsibility. I mean, you really need to know what you're doing in that position. Well, and you know, and on top of that, so you've got money and you've got the money in investment and the markets and all that other stuff. Then you've got people on top of that. You've got to deal with people. Most trusts have more than one beneficiary. Sometimes it's a beneficiary that gets the income now and beneficiaries who get all of the property later. And sometimes it's beneficiaries who get the money now from an income perspective and they might have different interests. So you're going to have one person saying, I need you to do this. And another person saying, I want you to do that. And you have to be able to balance those interests. Also, you have to be a, a, a trustee. One of the trustees responsibilities and duties is a duty of fairness. And you have to, you have to play fair among the beneficiaries. You can't be biased. You know, if you've got two, ch- two siblings or two children, one who's a real pain in the butt and is always calling you and all in hurry asking you. Right. And the other one is as nice and brings you cookies and everything. But you still got to treat them the same way. Even if one of them is, you know, you want to like wring their neck when you see them, you can't do that. You know, you still have to treat them the same way. So, so as far as, you know, let's talk about investing the money. Does that mean that the trustee has to become a, an expert in money management and investing? The answer is no. We don't expect that. If you had that experience, if you were picked for this job because you are, in fact, a money manager or an investment specialist and stuff like that, then the law expects that you're going to use those skills to uh, administer the trust. Similarly, sometimes um, people pick the lawyer to be the trustee. And so in that case, again, the law expects that the lawyer would use their lawyering skills to make sure that they are uh, administering the trust correctly. But by statute and typically by the terms of most most agreements, uh, the trustee has the ability to hire people to help them do their job. And that's usually where I suggest uh, trustees who have money to manage, you know, and investments to manage, they go. They hire a competent, qualified investment manager to take care of those, you know, to take care of the managing of the money. Because as people who have investments understand and know, is you got to pay really close attention to that stuff. One day the market's fine. Tomorrow the market's not so fine. Sure. And especially now, you know, the, the last couple of years, in up, down, up, down, up, down, especially with the whole COVID thing, up, down, up, down, up, down. And, um, and so you have to be able to, to know uh, kind of what's going on or see trends and things like that. And quite honestly... The people who can do that are the people who do this for a living. They're, they're looking at things day in and day out. They have access to quality research and analysis from, you know, the higher-ups in their investment companies and stuff like that. So, for example, if you um, hired a money manager, and it's a good money manager, and it's qualified, and, and that money manager knew what the um, investment goals of the account are, um, but the, the market goes down, are you now liable for the market going down? And the answer is no. Um, that you have uh, a trustee is liable for, um, uh, for, for negligence, but it's got to be gross negligence. So if you hired, say I hired my next door neighbor's brother's cousin's boyfriend who have always wanted to be a money market manager, um, to do my investing, maybe I've got some liability there because not because of what happened, but because I did a lousy job picking out the investment manager. Right. 
But if I go to an investment manager who is established in the community, has been doing it for 25 years, has an affiliation with a nationally known um, stock brokerage company or something like, you know, that can, has degrees and certifications and all those other things, then I've probably done okay because I picked somebody who is, is reputable in the community and who does this for a living because you as trustee, m- much like your stockbroker is not a guarantor of the performance of the market, you're not either. But you nevertheless have to have, uh, you know, be paying attention to things. So if you see assets that are kind of going down and down and down and down and down, you have a responsibility to, you know, to check in with the investment guy and say, hey, I noticed that we've had this trend here. Or I read in the newspaper that, you know, widget makers are going out of style now because nobody wants widgets anymore. They're buying boom booms over here, right? You know why are we? Why do we still have widgets? Why do we? Why are we still invested in widget makers, and those kind of things? And so, uh, you know, ordinarily, you know, your your good stockbroker will say we need to sell out of the widget maker companies and start buying boom boom maker companies, but but you got to pay attention. You can't just turn it on to, over to somebody else and just you know put it on auto- autopilot. Do you ever run into situations where people are appointed in the position of trustee that are not at all qualified? I mean, they they just yes. they're lost. And yes. then what do you do? How does that get fixed? Well, the the good news is that again, much like the statutes allow you to hire, you know, accountants and stock invest advisors and stuff like that, that you're allowed to hire a lawyer too. And and, and that's really what I think I would recommend is that if you are been put in a role as a trustee and you're not really sure what you're doing or you're getting a lot of pushback from beneficiaries and other interested people and you just don't know what's going on, um, you know, you don't know what you're supposed to do, hire a lawyer, you know, not just to come in for a this one-time consultation, but go on and engage a lawyer, not necessarily to be talking to every day, but to be talking to periodically about what's going on, and, and to give you advice to help you. The lawyer, in any fees that you incur as being, a, you know, representing you as trustee, get paid by the trust. So it's really a good idea to have somebody at least to touch base with maybe quarterly as to what's going on with the trust, especially if you have, um, you know, maybe problematic beneficiaries, because that's kind of the flip side of things is in, in many trust situations, the beneficiaries are mad that they didn't just get their money. How common is it that someone reaches out for services and wants to appoint their attorney as their trustee? Uh, it happens every once in a while. We don't typically do that. Florida's got a, um, a an ethical rule about uh, attorneys serving as fiduciaries for their clients. We have to, we have a letter three four pages long explains what all the ups and downs and goods and bads of doing that are. If we do that, and it's not necessarily a bad idea. I mean, I think it was probably less common now than it used to be. Sometimes people want to appoint their their own their individual um, uh, investment managers um, uh, to do it, and that typically isn't going to work, only because um, there are some um, rules. the The investment guys have restrictions on that; they can't be the trustee over money that they actually conduct the trades on. So, but that being said, you can designate. You know, or you can recommend to the trustee, the trustee, if you die, the trustee hire the guy that's always been managing this money to continue to be manager for the account. We are focusing this Monday morning on elder law, talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. We'll be back with more right here on the stations of WSBB Radio. 
Why search for a music station? Then try to find a news station when you've got the whole package right here. It's the only radio station there is, isn't it? WSBB. WSBB. These are unprecedented times. At Aiken Law, we know you may have questions about your estate plans, advanced directives, and powers of attorney. We encourage you to reach out to our office so that we can answer your questions and make any updates that may be necessary. If you don't already have your will, estate plan, and last wishes completed, call our office and make an appointment. Sherry Aiken can help you take care of these vital documents, advise you on your plans, and make sure they're up to date with all the latest changes. Phone and video meeting options are available. Call 386-738-5599. Aiken Law. Professional, experienced, responsive. 386-738-5599. Online at akin-law.com. That's A-K-I-N-law.com. Do you or someone you know have confusion or memory loss that becomes worse over time? These could be symptoms of early stages of Alzheimer's disease. We're researching two investigational drugs to see how safe they are and if they can slow the symptoms of Alzheimer's in people ages 60 to 85. Eligible participants will receive study-related care at no cost. To learn more about the Trailblazer ALZ study, please call Progressive Medical Research at 386-304-7070. Again, that's Progressive Medical Research at 386-304-7070. Keeping an aging relative safely in their own home is a major concern for millions of families. Plan Life Care offers high-quality home care, but now we offer so much more. We now offer 24-7 home care solutions starting at $119 per month. This combines state-of-the-art technology with the human touch. Plan Life Care is the only agency in the area to be certified in this home care revolution. It doesn't require any wearable device. Now you can maintain your freedom and independence in the comfort of your own home. Contact Plan Life Care today, 386-968-1920, or review your options on planlifecare.com. WSPB And we are back. We are continuing our focus on elder law this Monday morning, talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. Ms. Sherry, for folks that are listening this morning, and what a great program. We've really been able to get in depth about some some things. Um, Tell us how folks can reach you. Yes, they can uh, give me a call over in DeLand at 386-738-5599 or email me at radio at Aiken, and that's A-K-I-N hyphen, a little dash, Law, L-A-W dot com. We've been talking this morning about really the responsibilities of an appointed trustee, what what they can do, they can't do, what they should do. And, and what happens if someone is in a situation where they've appointed someone a trustee and now they're thinking, you know what, I need to change this. Do they need to go to an attorney and what steps do they need to take? Well, the answer is they need to go back to the attorney who helped them draw up the trust in the first place. And again, um, they tr- they have as grantor of the trust, the person who's created the trust, they have the ability to set who the trustee is. And in all cases, or I guess nearly all cases, I can't imagine a situation where you didn't reserve the right to set the trustee who the trustee is. So even if um, you are alive, 
you know, a lot, of t- a lot of times people, when they set up a trust, they're their own trustee while they're alive and capable and able. But sometimes um, they want somebody else to be in charge of the money. But as a grantor, they retain the right to still tell the trustee what to do. And sometimes you run into situations where the trustee isn't understanding that, yes, they're trustee, but, you know, but the grantor can still tell them what to do. And P.S., if you're the trustee and the grantor has told you to do something, and you don't think it's a good idea, but the trustees told the the grantors told you to do something, you do it. You're not liable for that because somebody told you to do it. So, again, if if somebody's advise, telling you to do, take an action that you're not, you know, you don't agree with, um, you're not going to be liable for that because that's not a decision that you made. It's a decision that somebody else pushed on you. But again, but I have seen situations where a trustee is uh, more on a sort of a taking over the world kind of a mentality than a working with the grantor mentality. So. The, um, the, the grantor of the trust can change the trustee. It usually is in writing. Um, and, uh, and normally when we change uh, trust, we, we do that in the same manner that we set the trust up initially, which is witnesses and a notary. Uh, notice of the removal or the change of the trustee has to be given to the trustee so the trustee knows that they're not acting as trustee anymore. You can't just um, change that away without telling them about it so so you you really want to involve the trustee you want to involve the lawyer and quite honestly if you're having issues about that you want to share those issues with the lawyer as well so the lawyer can sort of you know, do a little bit of background or thinking about you know who, who you're picking the next time to make sure that your next choice or your next selection as trustee is a better one and when it comes to that selection if somebody is thinking okay you know what i need to make sure this is in order what should they look for in a good trustee? A good trustee is somebody who is, is responsible, is somebody who can be fair, because again, you've got to be fair, who is organized, because the other thing a trustee is required to do is a trustee is required to account, on an, at least on an annual basis, to the grantor or to the beneficiaries of the trust as to what's going on with the trust. So this needs to be somebody who is who is an organized person, who has some sense of basic business and basic financial transactions. Again, they don't have to be, you know, a Wall Street CEO or something like that, but they have to have some experience with managing money and, and knowing what to do and have the ability to, um, to, to seek out help when they need it. And when I say the ability to seek out help, that means the concept that, hey, I don't know everything, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe I'm going to need to reach out to somebody else um, to, to advise me, to tell me what to go, you know, because you know the personality I'm talking about. This, these are people who, who just know everything. Right. And you can't tell them different. And that's not necessarily a good personality type to serve as trustee. But a, a responsible person, somebody who's trustworthy, quite honestly, it's usually persons who have not had recent money problems themselves. So they have a, an established record of, of, um, of managing their own life, you know. You know and, and quite honestly, their own life is not a complete disaster or not super busy. And I know on the show before I've talked about, you know, whether, you know, it's picking exec, uh, executors, personal representative in any kind of fiduciary that you want to look at, you know, what the, the day-to-day life demands of these individuals are on, on them. So again, let's go back to my Wall Street CEO, probably an excellent person to be trustee, but do they have the time, you know, or, or are they all busy with what they are responsible for in their own lives? 
A lot to consider. One more time, Ms. Sherry, for folks that have been listening to the show this morning, if they want to reach out to you, tell them a great way to contact you. Well, just give me a call over and to land at uh, 386-738-5599. Thank you so much, Ms. Sherry. Always a pleasure. We look forward to seeing you again next Monday, same place, same time. We'll continue our focus on all things elder law. We do it every single Monday with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. We've got to make way now for CBS News. It's coming up at the top of the hour. And then we'll get you right back to more of the very best music to get you through this Monday. Do make it a great today.